How's Rock Harbor doing tonight? Woo! Doing good? We have a lot to be thankful for tonight. And, um, you know, when I, I say that, I, I say that, you know, without knowing what everyone's involved in, I don't know what you're going through in your life. And, you know, I don't know what obstacles and mountains that you have to climb and situations that you're facing. But, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for tonight. And, you know, as the pastor uh, just recently got done with a message about uh, worship. You know, we worship the Lord in the midst of, uh, of uh, situations. We worship in the midst of trials and tribulations. Uh, we worship the Lord even when... We on? Check, check. All right. We worship the Lord even when sometimes... Uh, we don't we don't want to Amen. and that's I think that's real because everybody you know sometimes you come in you know and, and your gears are just not turning the way they need to be turning you just don't feel it it's just not there but we worship anyway because we're not looking for a positive necessarily positive feeling we worship because of who he is it's who he is so with that in mind, we're dismissed the classes, and you guys go have a good time tonight. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Try not to move around tonight. I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> Preparations. Brother Tanner, I got a testimony on what you were just saying. Testimony. If you don't mind. No, I don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, the install I was doing today, it was rough. Uh, I've had my son helping me. He's my summer helper. And uh, it was up above a drop ceiling today. And we had problems here and there. It was just one of those days. We were getting kicked in the teeth basically all the, all day long. And I was so frustrated. And I was outside and we finally got the unit on and it was a heat pump. Well, the heat pump came on and I had it in cooling. I was like, you know what? I am just, I'm just, I'm done. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm gonna retire. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. My, my son's looking at me, Austin. He's like, "Are you okay, Dad?" I said, "Man, I'm just, I'm just done. Or I need a vacation." And the Lord tapped me on the shoulder. He said, "Just, just breathe." I walked inside, and he said, "Go to the thermostat." I went to the thermostat. I went into installer mode, and the old unit that was on there energized reversing valve in heat, and trains energizing and cooling. That's the only thing that was wrong with it. So I give him all the glory for giving me patience for that. I appreciate it. Good, good. You know, brother, and I, I don't know what you just said there about the technical part of that, yeah. but I do know the emotions that come with that day, and mm -hmm. and uh, when the when you feel overwhelmed and the Lord just comes and says in the most simplest ways, like it's really okay, it's fine, and everything just kind of settles down. It's funny how the the word of the Lord does that. Worshiping for what he is. Yes, absolutely. That's great. We're in the book of Proverbs tonight. Among other books we will be in. But uh, our, our main text is coming out of Proverbs. How many of you um, have been going through something? Think yourself, you 
you know, you can acknowledge that or, or not acknowledge it. But you know what <clears throat> you deal with every day we're dealing with something. And and I I don't think it matters who you are. You're dealing with something. Yep. Something's going on. And <clears throat> I've, I've said this before, sometimes I wonder what it would look like if we were to sit down and we were to, I mean, just actually spend some time talking. I mean, and, and the time, the society that we live in today and the time frame that we live in, it's so fast paced. And I, I'm not saying that, it, I don't think I can really emphasize it enough. It really is fast paced. I'm not saying that cliched. I mean, it's just crazy fast. And we don't sit and talk enough to each other to actually find out what one another is actually going through and dealing with. And what has happened is, is that we have learned that so well that we've learned how to kind of crush everything that we want to say in just a little bit and we get it all out and then it's done and we go on our way. And I'm I am guilty, guilty as charged, when it comes to not taking the time to actually speak to somebody in a way that actually is looking into their life and, and listening to what they are saying. I'm guilty of, of running and, and rushing and doing and, and all of these other things that are going on. And, and uh, I, uh, I think about the value. I think about the value that comes with fellowship and the value that comes with actually finding out what other people are going through what other people are dealing with I mean it's it's not it's really not a I mean it's not a long time when we're here we, we come and we, we, we listen to the word and we, we talk afterwards and it's, it's great but most of it's pleasantries you know it's most of it's just we go through this and you know you sit and talk to somebody for a while and I'm talking like sit and talk to somebody like like authentic fellowship there's something dynamic about it. Yeah. It really is. There's something dynamic about it. And I've said this before, but there really is uh, a charge effect that takes place when you actually sit down and converse one to another. Start to dig a little bit and find out well, what have you been going through. And it's funny because the, the shields that we hold up, and I ain't talking about the shield of faith. <laughs> I, I'm talking about the shields that we hold up and the armor sometimes that we put on. I'm not talking about the armor of God that we put on after a little bit of time of fellowship, it begins to break away. And the, the, the stuff comes off and you start to divulge a little more information. Am I the only one that notices that in conversation when you actually sit with somebody long enough to actually be concerned about what's actually going on? And then you start asking questions about them and you're authentically concerned because you actually took the time to find out what was going on in their life. And so that really made me think about this message that the Lord gave me uh, in, in Proverbs because he's given us some tools uh, with in life to cope with life. <laughs> and I say cope. You know, we, yeah, I got the victory. I do. I've got the victory in Jesus. I absolutely understand that. But I live in that victory, and that's a daily walk. I've got the victory. Amen. But that's not always reflective of the way that I feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, you say, well, how do you feel today? Well, if I'm completely honest with you, we, we could, we could, that's a slippery slope, right? We could probably go down some, some pretty deep stuff talking about how we feel. We know that we've got the victory, but there's, see, there's some things that God put in place 
It's very simple, and, and I thought this was a, a really good message for tonight. He put some things in life, he gave us a lot to cope with everyday scenarios. It's every day. Every day we're going through something. We're dealing with something. There's something that comes at us. There's something that hits us. Uh, and it's, it's not to, to throw a, a pity party about it. It's not to, to say, oh, it's, it's, my life is awful and difficult. And, and, and surely maybe your life is difficult and maybe it is awful to some extent. But God has put in place some things that will assist us in our living this day-to-day walk. And I want us to look uh, tonight in Proverbs in uh, chapter 4. Is, this, is the volume on this okay? Because I have still not got used to talking into this thing. It's so weird to me. I... I hear that thing bouncing off my ears, and I think this is really weird to me. But we're in Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, and incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, and keep them in the midst of your heart. That's a key word there. There's actually there's, there's two halves to this. Is uh, the, the first half of this is when he says, Attend to my words. And incline your ear to what I am saying. I like that better. <laughs> he says, listen to what I'm saying. Now, you gotta, you got to pay really close attention because he's not just throwing something out here. He's actually giving you a guideline and by which to walk by everyday living. Everyday living. And so the most simplest way to start off with, and, and Pastor's been talking about this, and we need to pray more. Can we can we agree on something real simple? Can we agree that we need to pray more? Amen. Okay. I, I agree that we need to pray more. Can we agree that we need to read the word more? Amen. I think it was Billy Graham. He was interviewed shortly before he passed. And he was asked, what is, if you could go back and change anything, what would you have changed over your life and the, the things that you've experienced and the successes that you've had? What would you change if you could change anything? And he said, I would have read the word of God more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I was like, wait, this is, this is Billy Graham. <laughs> and this guy's read the word through and through multiple times. And that was the one thing that he said he would have changed. He said, I would have read the word of God more. And, and not to elaborate on the entire interview, but he said, I would have had more fellowship with the Lord through his word. I would have spent more quiet time with him. I would have talked to him more about his word, would have prayed more according to the word. I thought that was, it was so inspirational to me to hear him say that. I thought, wow. And so we look at what God's word says. He says, you know, he said, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to my words and incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them right here. Your, your, the check, whether you check in or whether you check out of life is going to be determined from right here. We're actually going to get to that as we go on. But you keep God's words right here because there's something very special about the heart of an individual. Something very special. And there's something very particular. Because as he starts these scriptures, and, and you can back up in Proverbs, you can actually start in chapter 4 and read through. But as we, we come to this, this point, he's starting to have a theme 
in the scriptures, and the theme is the heart. It's an issue of the heart. He's like, he's saying, and I'm generalizing, he's saying there's some, there's some issues uh, that you're going to be dealing with. There's some things that you're going to be going through, but I, I want to tell you, to, to start with, you need to get a hold of my word, and you need to grasp very, really tightly to it, and you need to install that and place that right in the center of your heart. I always like to look at, I always got to think about looking at the opposite side of everything. And I think about, you know, when I've felt angry or depressed. Anyone relate to that? Where do you feel that at? I feel it right here. Now, that's me. When, I, when, 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 when you're fighting depression, for me, it's like something is squeezing my chest. It's like, and it twists and it hurts and it and yeah you could say well it, Tanner it's because of uh, uh, your uh, chemicals are out of balance in your brain and it's causing you to to feel this way possibly so but regardless I feel something right here similar feeling when I feel angry and the anger begins to rise all of a sudden I feel something in the center right here in the in the in the the soul area mm -hmm. something begins to affect me begins to to uh, have a chronic effect if I keep it around long enough it uh, it exhausts me you ever been exhausted by something you were being affected by whether it be anger whether it be depression whatever it was it was affecting you it's exhausting I mean it really pulls the energy right out of you and sometimes I wonder how we even make it from time to time by keeping those things around. It's hard enough to make it through life by itself, regardless, you know, uh, let alone entertain some of the things that we entertain as people. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to think about some of the things that I've allowed to stay around in my life way too long. They outlived their stay, and I let them live there. I'd be ashamed of myself some of the things that we go through and we let it affect us in a way where we cannot function the way that God needs us to function. Did you know that God has an idea about the way that you need to function in life? He's got a, you could say, well, you're talking about his perfect will. No, I'm talking about day-to-day -day living. He's got an idea about the way that's supposed to look for you. And it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But at the same time, I believe that we allow things to affect us longer than they should. We allow them to hang around entirely too long and to take effect on our hearts and our minds, our bodies. It affects us. So he's saying here, he's saying, get my words, don't let them depart from your eyes, and keep them in the midst of your heart. In verse 22, for they are life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh. He said two things there. He said life and health. Mm -hmm. Life and health. I mean, you could have picked any words. You could have picked anything. Because God's word relates to everything in life. But he didn't, he didn't just pick anything. He said life and health to who you are. That's what that's the effect. Now, let's talk about let's talk about reading the word and where to keep it and the effect that it has on it. You know, I like to always talk about chronic effect, and God has showed me a long time ago that the Word of God, a lot of times, you know, we want, we see God's Word, or we'll get an inspiration, and God will show us something, and then we want it immediately. We'll want it right now. 
God, I want that right now. I want, I want to see that thing manifested in front of me. But, I mean, how many know that that doesn't always work that way? That, that takes time. Installing God's word in you and, and, and God's vision for you and the way that he has, is bringing you along and developing you as a Christian, it takes time. And so as, as we're putting these things inside of us, and I think of all the other things that I have delved into that were not healthy for me, that were not life for me, that were contradictory to what God had for me. But God's saying, I want to give you life and health. I want to give you these things. These things are for you, for your, for your good, not for your bad. I want to do something good for you. And so it's funny how at times we, we don't understand the importance of chronically exposing ourselves to God's word. This is where we've talked about why do you show up to church? You chronically expose yourself to fellowship, the reading and, and speaking of the word, and to prayer. Chronically exposing yourself. Why do you go to church so much? Why do you go to church three times a week? So I can chronically be exposed to these things because I know they are good for me. They're good. I need them. But if I don't have a full understanding of how good they are for me, if I don't have a full understanding, I'm just... You know, when I was meditating on this, I was really, this, this came to me when I was back there. When, you know, we don't always, we don't always like to take that vitamin, that, that thing sometimes is pretty large. We don't like that, but we know that we need to. And it's hard at first, but then we get used to it. We kind of get in a rhythm. I believe that people have lost, you know, it's, it's gone beyond just pure, mere discipline. It's, it's gone beyond that. People have lost the... The, the understanding of the value of being in a group of believers and understanding what the institution of the church really brings to planet earth and why I am here before you tonight standing on more than carpet and ministering to more than just bodies there's something else greater going on here even though we may not realize it there's a kingdom thing going on here. Kingdom things. And so when I, th I think about how important it is to be here, you know, and I invite people, I'll tell them, hey, you know, I'd like to see you at church, or hey, I'll miss you at, at the church house. I believe that as, a, as an overall, we need to begin to come back to a full understanding of what church, the institution of the church is for, why we are coming here. I'm not coming. Listen. Listen, I'm just leveling with you. I'm not coming here to sing four songs and to listen to somebody talk and then go home. That's, that's not why I'm here. Now, but if that is, if that is, if I evaluate that and that is the conclusion that I come to, then I could very well be off track as an individual, not fully understanding what I'm even here for. I think we're the body, right? We're the body. But if you don't understand church, though, if you don't understand, if you don't understand the institution yeah. and the importance of it, where, why would, why can we can't even get to the body part yet? We can't even talk about where you belong in the body if you don't value the institution. Oh, that's good. Come on. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you from the heart because these are things, these are things that are engrafted in God's word, and we're chronically exposed to these things, and we need to be exposed to them on a continual basis. And if we're not exposing ourselves to them, you see, action, you know, you hear the, you hear the uh, what's the saying? Actions speak louder than words. Okay, you've heard that saying before. 
So, I mean, we talk about we, we talk about the importance of certain things, and we talk about the importance of God's word. But what am I saying? What am I saying? If 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 church to me is just a place that we come to get together, what am I saying about my time when I am alone with God? What I'm saying is, is my time alone with God is superior to everything else out there. And not understanding the value of the fellowship. We were called, I mean, yes, listen, it's lonely sometimes. I think we can all agree with that. It's lonely sometimes. It's lonely in battle. It's lonely in these, these times that we live in today. And, and I think if I were to ask you and you were to answer honestly, how many of you feel alone in here? You would look within yourself and you could probably find a pretty honest answer. Yeah, at times I feel completely alone. At times I feel as though nobody gets me and understands me. In the most simplest form, that is exactly what this institution is for, is to bring in the lost and the brokenhearted and the lonely and to also come together and to encourage each other, to build each other up in psalms and in hymns, right? Amen. See, those are, those are institutional things. And to be exposed to that has an effect on you. It affects you. It affects me. It affects everybody. I need, I need you here. And you're just like, well, of course you need me here. It'd be empty and you'd look like a fool standing up there ministering to an empty room. No, that's not the reason. I need you here. There's, a, there's this health when there's people here fellowshipping. Do you agree with that? There's like this health that's with the people. And, and I want you to understand, and for those that are watching at home, I'm not knocking anybody that's not going to church. I'm not, I'm, I'm, this, it's not even what I'm trying to get across. What I'm trying to get across is that we understand why it's so important because for some reason Christians have lost that, and, and I'm saying that on multiple levels because you can watch and you can look across our state and our nation, and you can see that people are losing the value of that. They're, they're losing the value of what the institution stands for, what it was meant to do, how it's supposed to respond to situations and how it's how it's supposed to develop and to go forward from here. The, the, so much of that has been lost. Maybe it'd be by fear or whatever. It's it's been lost. But we have to we have to take we have to understand what God's word is saying here about the the way that we expose ourselves to it and why it's healthy and why it's life to you. You say, well, now I'll say it like this. If your response is I can get that at home, you are not on the same page. Amen. If, that's, if that's the response that people give, is I can do that at home. We're not even on the same page. And, and we're not even in the same area. Because that is the idea that many people are giving today, is I don't need to go to that and do those things. That's not important to me. It is important to the institution. It is important to God. Amen. It's important. It's important stuff. I'd love to see everybody here. It's healthy. It's good. It's good for me. It's good for you. Um, and moving on, he said um, in verse 23, he said, keep. And your Bible probably says guard. How many of you has a has a interpretation that says guard? No guard? It's uh, Amplified. Amplified's got guard. Okay, that's fine. It says guard your heart or keep your heart with all diligence. The word heart there, and I want to capitalize on that, because the word heart there actually has to do with your intellect 
or your thought process and your thinking. And I thought, man, that's really good. And I'd heard, I'd heard about that. So I looked it up in Strong's and I double checked it and I was like, okay. I cross-referenced it. I was like, okay, I wanna make sure. Because when I say this, we need to make absolutely sure this lines up correctly. And so it says that to guard your thoughts, guard your, guard your thinking with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. That's, that alone is some very deep and powerful stuff. We could just talk. We could form a circle and just talk about that scripture right there for hours. And the, the impact of guarding your thinking. I'm gonna link, we're going to put this all together here in just a minute. They're your thought process, and because it says out of it are the issues of life, and what that means is, is out of your thinking is the is is going to come the way that you process and digest everything that comes your way on a day to day basis. Everything. You get hit with something, and automatically, you begin to process. Somebody, let, let, me, let, me, let me put it like this. You get up and you're first thing in the morning and you're running a little bit late and you get your coffee and you're running out the door and you're getting your vehicle and you stop to grab a quick breakfast and they're slow and they're not getting it going and, and you're, you're wanting to gun it and get it get ahead and you're, you're, you're busting out, breaking the law and you're speeding, you're doing 80 and a 65 and you're just doing everything you can. I think more of you can relate to that more than you're willing to admit. But... And then nothing is going right. And you got these things swirling on our heads. And somebody says something to you, cross at the, on the job. And now you're frustrated at them. I can't believe they would say that to me. Thoughts, remember, out of, out of the way, out of your thinking, out of your intellect, out of the things that come through this thing, are going to come the issues of life, are going to come your ability to deal and to cope with what you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so... We could say, um, and I'm backing up quickly, say, well, what are your thoughts on church? Remember, out of it comes the issues of life. How do you process, deal with? What are your thoughts on church? What are your thoughts about, what are your thoughts about the, the church's place and the times that we're living in? What are your thoughts on, on uh, standing up and, and proclaiming the word of God? What, what about standing up for justice? What about standing up for truth? What about speaking, speaking honesty? What are your thoughts on those things? Because remember, whatever you are circulating up here is going to be ultimately what you're going to choose to live by. You're going to circulate this thing, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend all the time about the, 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 the connection, because there is a connection between what goes on up here and then what happens ultimately down here. But we, that's, that's a whole different message. But it's, it's telling us something here. We're, we're being given some really, really good advice because he's saying, I want you to guard it. So when you guard something, I mean, what do you do? I mean, if, you're, if you were challenged to guard something, and somebody said, guard my house, or guard, here, here's my dog, guard my dog, whatever that is, you're probably going to, first of all, take a look at the potential danger, and then you're going to probably grab a weapon according to, to the danger that is related to it. That's what most people do. I mean, you're, you're not just going to go in there with nothing. To guard this fortress, you go in with nothing in your hand. I mean, 
there's a responsibility on Christians today. When, when, when he said with, with this guarded heart, he's talking about it. guard your heart because out of it are all the issues of life. I mean, think about how important that is not only for God's people, but for the institution of church. You better watch those thoughts. You better watch what's going through your head. You better make sure what you're thinking is biblical. You better make sure that, that there is a, um, a rationalization to what you're allowing to take up your mind and take up the space in your thoughts. So here's a question. How many of you have spent days on end thinking about something only to realize you absolutely wasted your time thinking about it? Amen. And, and, and a lot of times, those thoughts are worrisome, dreadful, full of potential of, of destruction, only to find out that you didn't actually see the whole picture and then realize that you had actually wasted the last 72 hours pondering something that didn't even exist. How did that affect you in that time frame? It was awful, wasn't it? I mean, you felt, you felt bad, you were sick, you got to thinking about all these things. How powerful are the thoughts that come to you and I? And how powerful are the way that they affect us on a day-to-day -day basis? Pastors talked about this multiple times, and I don't have a tremendous time to talk about this. But you know, we've we've talked about that in the world that we live in today, there is a lot of an idea of God more than anything else. People have like this idea, and that's the scary thing about the church. You know, really disciplining your thought process because if you're not careful, you won't even really meditate on God anymore. God will just become an idea. God is just somewhere out there, somewhere. And yeah, I know, I know who God is. When was the last time that you talked to him? Wow. It's been a while. Then he's become an idea to you. He's not living. He's not real to you. He's become an idea. That's you got you to gotta watch that thought process because we allow things sometimes to seep in that will make us feel as though we're secure. Yeah. You've heard me say this before. I'm mostly not, I'm not saying this for the people here. I'm saying this for the people that are going to end up watching this at home, when we stand before God in judgment, and I have pondered this, and I have thought about it, and I have flipped it around, that there would be some to stand in front of him and say, we have done all these things in your name. And he says, I don't even know you. I don't know you. Leave. Yeah. I, I got a hard time processing that within myself because there's a possibility that that could be me. If I'm not careful to guard myself in this life, in the thoughts that go through my mind, I could stand before him and he's going to say, I don't even know who you are. Because I had an idea of God. I just had these ideas floating around in my head, made me feel good about myself, made me feel secure. I came to church every once in a while and made me feel good. But that was not enough. And it, it bothers me. I'm seriously telling you, it bothers me. That kind of content in God's word, that kind of material, that shakes me inside. That he's going to tell some people that are thoroughly convinced they're going to heaven. Yeah. We're going. 
where already it's the same people that we could be standing next to that say well when we get home it's going to be great isn't it and only come to find out that that brother or that sister is not there that affects me and it motivates me in a way to guard my thinking and to guard the thoughts that go through my mind and to check myself and to check my relationship with the Lord and to check for authenticity and not just be looking for good feelings and 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 all of these other things and, and a perfect life no even God you know we want to, we want God to always give us these things and we want and he is he's a great giver in fact he like spoils us would you agree that God spoils Amen. us he just spoils us I mean He's the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he, he gives his children accordingly to his righteousness. He just gives in abundance, and, it's, and he spoils us, and, he, and to no end, he just gives. And, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful, and it's beautiful, but I have to look at it. I, I fast forward to the end of the story, and I look at what he says, and he says, he says depart from me. I don't know you. And that shakes me up inside that, he, that I would go through this life under the idea, the idea that I've got everything right and straight in my life and that one day I'm going to come before him and I'm going to be devastated to find out that I didn't know him at all. That should concern you too. That should concern you. So you guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Verse 24 says, you put away from you the forward Mouth and the perverse lips put far from you. And I'm going to simplify verse 24 because he says something here. Um, he actually breaks these next couple verses down into three different categories. And verse 24, he's speaking directly about governing your speech. Now, you, you got to consider the context in which it's put in because he's, he's, he's talking about guarding the thoughts and the mind, but here he actually is giving us, like I said before, he's giving you the guidelines and the tools by which to be able to cope from day to day and to make it and to keep your thoughts correct about you and to guard yourself correctly. You think, you think speech? Yes, speech. Because he says it right here. He says, put away from you the forward mouth and the perverse lips, put them away from you. This, the evil speaking or or things that are coarse or things that are, are anti-god or not biblical or or um oh, i can't think of the word now but we're to govern our speech watch what you say watch what you say you think well that's simple enough right i don't know i mean i have not mastered that and i could go cover a lot of scriptures that govern the tongue and that's not my point tonight my point is, is that when, when, I see, when I see that he's given me some tools and I think about what he's saying here, because this is the first one, he says, watch what you're saying, watch your speech. And as a Christian, we know how important it is to be able to speak life and not death, right? right. You see, it's very important. And, 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 I'm gonna, and I'm using that as my core example for speech tonight, because if there's anything that I found myself struggling with as far as speech is more than anything else, it's speaking the wrong thing into a situation. Saying the wrong thing when I go through a trial or go through a tribulation, I say the wrong thing right off the bat. You know, you're, you've heard the old saying, you know, you want to get off on the right foot. 
That's how you get off on the right foot is by saying the right thing the moment the situation starts or the moment that you get hit, the moment that you go down is saying and speaking the right thing. You're speaking life into your situation. And I think that that's, that's easier said than done because we're geared, geared by ourselves to actually say the wrong thing. And, we'll, and, and I think, I don't know what you, what you think, but I know that within the last 24 hours, I've had some stuff go by me and I've, I, as I'm saying it, it's leaving my lips. And I'm like, hold on just a second here. And I can't get it back. And I've already said it. And I said, no, I, I repent. I'm sorry. No, that's not. That's not what's going to happen. That's not the truth. That's not what you said to me in your word. So, and I'm, I'm just using myself as an example here. I'm not just doing it because it's right. I'm guarding myself because what, what is going on when I'm allowing myself to speak recklessly? I mean, what, what am I doing to the situation? I'm not guarding myself at all. I'm not guarding my mind. I'm allowing thoughts to come through and compulsively just speaking whatever comes through my mind. I think we all know that's not a good idea. When you're, you're dealing with people, it's just not a good idea to speak whatever just comes across your mind. I, I don't agree. I do not agree. And then I think sometimes people just say it because it sounds good. You know, I just say whatever comes to my mind. Most of the time you don't. Some people will, will stand by silence because it sounds good. You know, it's kind of like a prideful saying. You know, it's like, you know, I just say whatever comes to my mind. It's like, no, because there are some really, really coarse things that come through our minds on a daily basis. Every one of you know that. And, and if you were just to speak everything that actually came to your mind, it would be just mass destruction. I mean, you'd obliterate lives by the things that, that the enemy, at times, will shoot into your head. Have you all ever grabbed a thought before and said, where in the world did that come from? And you have to do it on a daily basis because that's guarding it. That's governing your speech. Watching what, making sure I'm speaking life and not death. Making sure I'm speaking the, the right thing to the, to the people that are around me. How important is it to speak life into your children? How important is it to say the right things to them? Guard, guard it, guard it, watch it. Watch what you're saying. I need to keep moving. Guard your speech. 25, let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. <coughs> Guard your sight. Where are you looking? Where are you looking? Where are your eyes going? Watch where your eyes are staring because wherever your eyes go are where you're going to go. I mean, we're giving some, I mean, there's some quality stuff here to govern day-to-day -day life. He's saying, watch what you say. Watch where your eyes are at. Watch, and, and, and here, I'm gonna throw this out there, and I'm, I'm saying this because it is absolutely ridiculous, the things that we are seeing on television. Misty and I, have, and I'm, I'm saying this, this is honest truth. You know, when you have kids, you spend a little more time doing homework and research about what they're actually watching and getting themselves into. And um, we had noticed some things, and I'm not, I'm not telling you this just to be saying that you can go research it for yourself. There were some TV shows and some cartoons and things that had popped up, and um, some of the kids had noticed some things, Misty had noticed some things, but we go back and we start looking, and lo and behold, there's Illuminati signs and symbols in these cartoons my kids are watching. 
Yes, it's true. Like, what in the world did you put that in a kid's cartoon for? Why? Why did you do that? Because the enemy knows the value of guarding your sight. He knows it. And he's like, well, you know, you're going to let your kids watch whatever. You know what that's called? Unguarded. It's called unguarded. You know, you know you're just going to let them go watch whatever they want. And, and, and yeah, you know, there are times that I've made mistakes before. Sure, we all have. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you I'm perfect. I'm just saying that, you know, as we have, we've sat down with our kids and we've talked about it, and you would just be surprised when you really start looking, find out the garbage yeah. that they are trying to put in front and indoctrinate your children with. Yeah. It's flat disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why in the world would you put that in something like this? And listen, this stuff goes all the way back to the black and white cartoons. I know. I don't have time to talk about it. Blow you away the things that they were already planting and seeds to put into people to get you used to a new idea and a new way of life. Awful. So you got to guard your sight. You got to watch what's coming in front of you. You got to make sure that there's nothing corrupt uh, coming into your eyes. Verse 26 Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways. Be established. Guide your steps. Number three, watch where your feet are going. Your your feet, where it says guide your steps, and there's a there's you know we can look at this two ways. We can look at that in the most literal sense, where we are now, what we're doing in, in the physical, and and then we're also we can talk about the spiritual sense of guiding your steps and making sure we are literally going in a in a godly direction, right? That we are going in the direction that God would have us to go and not the way that we have planned or the way that we want to go. Hey, listen, it has got to be one of the hardest things to authentically yield yourself to God. It's authentically scary. You think, oh, no, that's not right. No, listen, it's authentically unnerving because you are letting go of everything you've ever known. Now, will God pick it up? Yes, absolutely. Will God, will God encourage you and, and immediately catch you and say, I got you? Yes, he will. But the moment that you authentically let go of everything you've ever known and you say, here it is. Here's everything. That's a serious thing. And it, it really does. It, it's in, and I'm talking authentically. I'm not talking about God hears my heart, but I'm going to take it back on the weekend. Or I'm going to take it back on Sunday. Or I'm going to take it back on Wednesday. You know, you know, none of that stuff. Authentically yielding to God and saying, look. I've got some pretty lofty plans. And I don't know what your plans are, though, but they got to be better than mine. Here it is. Here, here I am. Take, take everything I got. That's authentic. That's authentic. It's authentic when you go to God's Word and you say, show me your statutes. Show me the truth. Show me what you said, and I'll follow that until the end of my days. That's authentic. That's authentically looking at your feet and saying, we're going to go in the right direction. We're going to turn them to God, and we're going to walk towards him. That's what we're going to do. Now remember, I have to remind you, remember context because it means everything. We're talking about guarding the thoughts. How How do we authentically, how do we effectively guard ourselves 
we, we watch the speech. We watch our sight. We guide our steps. When we do this, something happens. Something happens. Because I can, you know, when, when, I, when I look at these things, the, the things that I say, the things that I see, and the steps that I take, when I look at all of these things, I, I just, I always, to, to fully understand it, you have to flip it. If I don't govern my speech, and if I don't care about what I watch or what I see, and if I don't really care about the direction that I go, that I go my own way and I do whatever I want to do, well, you can see how hard it would be to be able to get things right up here. It's very difficult. Very difficult. Because you got this idea that you're, you're the one that's right. You're the one. So, so when, we, when we talk about guarding and, and, and the, uh, the, issues, the issues of life that you and I deal with on a daily basis, we've been giving something very special here that gives us guidelines. That says, here, I've got a tool for you to use. I've got something that you can use here that will help you deal with the stuff you've been dealing with. I can, I can give you some. Hey, if you're like me, I pray a prayer, you know, and I, I'm like, all right, you know, and I feel the presence of God, and I'm just looking for God just to obliterate my day, and I want to coast. Coast. I don't know how many of you have ever had the perfect day where you just coasted through and everything was great, but I'm, last time I checked, as far as a, taking a toll, there are pretty far few in between. And the last time I checked, there are even far few in between the people that you would even call great men or women of God. Tough days are tough days. We're living in 2020 in America. And it ain't what it used to be. You know what? Some of these days are tough. Sometimes my thoughts get away from me. Sometimes I get on out there a ways doing dude, where my, I'm thinking over here and I'm thinking over there. He's saying, hold, hold on a second. Hold, hold on. You need to think about what you're saying. You need to think about what you're putting in front of you. You need to think about the direction that your steps are going. You know, a good example that I always like to use is, and, I'm, and I'm, whether you agree with me or not, it's fine. I'm just going to say it raw. You sit there, and if you watch the news long enough, you feel the anger swell up inside you like it does me. You watch the news long enough, it starts to build. And you're frustrated. You say, you put that guy in front of me, and I'll give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> and before you know it, and I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, this is why we guard our speech, and we guard what we watch, because ultimately, if those two fail, the steps are next. Simple, simple analogy, some simple example. And so what do I have to do? I gotta watch my intake of news, people, I'm telling you. I gotta watch my intake. I gotta watch, I cannot sit down and watch a full hour to two hours straight because I'll get fired up. And I think every one of you can say amen to that because if you watch it long enough, you get fired up. But what, if we're not careful, what does that do? It begins to pump information into us, information that's contradictory at times, and I'm telling you, I've rationalized it just like some people have. I've rationalized it. I said, I need to know. I need to know. You're right. You do. But what you need to know does not need to outweigh what God wants to give you. Amen. So take that. <laughs> just think about it. Because I, I'm, I haven't mastered it. By no means have I mastered that. But that really affects me if I put that in and I allow that to stay 
uh, stay in front of me at all times. Okay, so finishing this up, verse 27. And turn not to the right hand nor to the left and remove your foot from evil. Don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right. And remove your foot from evil. Or keep your steps away from what? Keep your steps away from evil things. He's saying stay away from them. Guard yourself. Guard yourself. Last scripture. I want to go to Romans 12, 2. Simple scripture. Romans 12, 2. <clears throat> and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Interesting part about that verse, if you actually consider it, is that the main focus is the transformation of the mind. But what is the byproduct of the, transferring, the, the renewing of the mind? As the mind is renewed... You prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And who would have thought that that was, had to do with your thoughts and the mind? There's a lot of things that we're going through today. Um, there's a lot of things that go through our mind on a daily basis. I have, I've, I've been open and I've shared some things in here before about openly understanding and knowing that the enemy had been attacking my mind and I, I evicted him. Let me tell you, when you evict the enemy from your mind and you tell him, you say, that's enough. And you're not allowed to come in here anymore. Now, I'm, not, I'm, I'm refusing those thoughts. I refuse that, those negative thoughts. He's not going to just go away quietly. He's going to come back and he's going to try to reestablish a place in your head. So what you need to ask is, Holy Spirit... Father God, show me where I am thinking things and allowing thoughts to enter my mind that are contradictory to your word. Father, show me how I can improve my speech. Show me what I can, what I can do to maybe there's some things I need to get out from, from in front of me that are causing me, that are opening doors for the enemy to walk through. You know, the enemy likes to walk through open doors. And he sure don't mind walking through open doors when we allow our things, ourselves to see things that we shouldn't be seeing. He walks through those doors. He walks through doors of opportunity when our feet are turned in a direction that are not God. We're not headed towards God. We're headed off in another direction. Believe you me, he's convinced a lot of people about an idea of God, and they're okay with it. And so is he, because he has a foothold and an advantage as long as you only believe an idea. Would you stand it? I guess we could say tonight that, you know, his, his message, I'm not going to say it was a self-improvement class, but in a sense, I kind of feel like it was. This message spoke to me, and it, it's not the kind of message where you're like, I, I got it, okay, I'm going to go with this thing, and, and we're going to just, you know, I don't need to think about it anymore, I got it. This is the kind of message that you marinate and think about. You think about those things, and you ask God to help you with them, and it's a continual process to get better at catching the things that are defeating us.
They catch those things. They catch the, uh, the thought, to catch the things that are in front of our eyes, and to catch ourselves when we're going in a, in a direction that's not God's. So tonight as I pray this prayer, I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer over this congregation and for those that are watching at home. But I, I'm, I'm praying a very general prayer. But I, take, I pray that you take this with you and that, that we work on it. We work on it. We get better. We stop doing some of these things and we begin to, to, to get refocused on God and in the direction he wants us to go. And, and authentically, authentically surrender completely to him. As I pray this prayer, we're also going to, this is the dismissal prayer. And so let's pray. Father, thank you. I thank you for tonight. And thank you for your word, Lord. I want to thank you, God, for the way that it cuts us. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you would, uh, you would deal with us. Earnestly, Lord, deal with us. God, in the, in the night hour in our prayers, God, I pray that you deal with us about these issues and these things, Lord. The issues of the, of the mind, of the heart, Lord God. The, the intellect and the things that we allow to dominate us from day to day. Father, I pray that you begin to deal with us and convict us. Father, I pray, God, if there be things that be in front of us that are corrupting our sight, our speech, or our steps. Father, that we get them out from in front of us. Father, I pray that we are authentic with you. I pray that when we repent, we mean it. I pray, Father, that we have a full understanding of what the institution of the church is, what it means to planet Earth, what it means to be a part of it, and what it means to be with you. Father, I pray strength to this congregation tonight in the midst of weakness. Father God, I pray health and wellness. Lord, I pray this for this congregation. I pray for this for the ones at home. And Father, we speak tonight. We speak victory into every life. Father God, whether it be listening, watching, or whether it be here, we speak victory into these lives. And Father God, even though that life is not easy, we can walk in victory with you every single day. Thank you for this tonight, Father. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys tonight. Oh. See you Sunday.